nice does not equal godly. First, defining nice is important. Dictionaries call it being pleasant or agreeable, being harmless. Our postmodern, politically correct culture has exalted nice to the highest place in human virtue. But Christians aren't called to be nice because we're called to stand for the truth. There are times that we have to have unpleasant conversations. We have to disagree with lies. We have to say hard things. We contend for the truth. The nicer you are, the more vulnerable you can become to apostasy. Because niceness, in its very nature, is passive and flexible. The nice person is completely at the whim of whatever the other person says or believes. Nice is overrated. It can't win spiritual wars. It can't fight false doctrine. It can't discipline the unrepentant within a church. Nice can't stand in persecution. Paul wasn't nice when he confronted the Galatians. I mean, he was kind. He was actively being kind to them by rescuing them from a false gospel. He spoke the truth in love, but this wasn't nice. This was unpleasant. This was a rebuke. Paul writes this in Galatians 1 verse 6, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. And as we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. Now here's the key in verse 10. Am I now seeking the approval of men or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I wouldn't be a servant of Christ. He goes on in, in chapter 3, verse 1. He says, Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Paul not only rebuked the Galatians as a church and called them foolish and called all the people who were preaching a false gospel to the Galatians anathema, accursed. But in Galatians 2, he rebuked the apostle Peter because the apostle Peter was giving quarter to a false gospel. Galatians chapter 2, when Peter came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face. See, niceness doesn't oppose. Niceness accepts. Niceness enjoys. Niceness deals with it, shrugs the shoulder. But Paul opposed Peter to his face because Peter stood condemned. I understand. This might be hard to hear. And this is a, a truth that I've personally had to grapple with. I am naturally a people pleaser. 
I am naturally a nice person. But niceness leads to flattery. Niceness leads to deception. Niceness can have ungodly motives. Niceness seeks comfort over faithfulness. Ned Flanders is nice. He's soft, insecure, spineless. He's squishy. But Proverbs 27 verse 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. So believers of God, the people of God, correct one another, even though it might be costly, even though it might hurt a bit. We push each other in seeking holiness. Proverbs 27.6, wounds from a friend can be trusted. Then Jesus, of course, in Matthew chapter 10, verse 34, to all those who say that Jesus was just a gentle, kind, always just, always just, um, this spiritual guru who was just so sweet all the time. He said this, Don't suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. Niceness doesn't bring a sword. Charles Spurgeon writes, I never could believe in the Jesus of some people. For the Christ in whom they believe is simply full of affectionness and gentleness, whereas I believe there never was a more splendid specimen of manhood, even its sternness, than the Savior. And the very lips which declared that he would not break a bruised reed uttered the most terrible anathemas upon the Pharisees. John MacArthur puts it this way, Christ's compassion is directed at the victims of false teaching, not the false teachers themselves. There's no hint of sympathy, no proposal of clemency, no trace of kindness, no effort on Jesus' part to be nice towards the Pharisees. Indeed, with those words, Jesus formally and resoundingly pronounced their doom and then held them up publicly as a warning to others. This is the polar opposite of any invitation to dialogue. He doesn't say, oh, they're basically good guys. They have pious intentions. They have some valid spiritual insights. Let's have a conversation with them. Instead, he says, keep your distance. Be on guard against their lifestyle and against their influence. Follow them and you are headed for the same condemnation they are. Jesus' approach would surely earn him a resounding outpouring of disapproval from today's postmodern culture. Exclusive truth, discriminating instruction, confrontational teaching simply doesn't fit the quote-unquote good teacher narrative the world promotes. In fact, by today's standards, Jesus' words about the Pharisees and his treatment of them are horrifyingly inappropriate. Jesus wasn't an ideological pacifist. He knew which fights to fight, and he stood up for the truth with clarity and, when necessary, severity. 
But that kind of commitment to and love for the truth is totally foreign to modern society. So they either dismiss it or ignore it. Jesus wasn't nice. Jesus wasn't harmless. Jesus was a lion. C.S. Lewis writes in Mere Christianity, A world of nice people, content with their own niceness, looking no further, turned away from God, would be just as desperately in need of salvation as a miserable world, and might even be more difficult to save. For mere improvement is not redemption. Though redemption always improves people, even here and now, and will, in the end, improve them to a degree we cannot yet imagine. God became man to turn creatures into sons, not simply to produce better men of the old kind, but to produce a new kind of man. Friends, niceness is passive and flexible. It's easily moved. Niceness is easily fooled. Christians instead are called to kindness. That is a fruit of the Spirit. Not niceness, kindness. And according to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 3, God is kind. But he's not nice. C.S. Lewis again says it best in Chronicles of Narnia. He's not even safe. Spirit-driven kindness actively seeks the best for others even when it's uncomfortable. Niceness sits back and watches as others struggle in the truth, hoping for the best, shrugging its shoulders. Christians are not called to be nice. Christians are called to be kind.